What's up, everybody? Since the Sandbox is back with another great episode coming your way. Fantasy football is the topic of the day. That rhymed, huh? Steve, what's going on, Doug? What's up, Lou? 2020 potential big fantasy names. Getting really excited trying to talk fantasy football. You know, football is the closest sport, you know, that, that's still going with all this coronavirus stuff going on. And I'm hoping the season doesn't get delayed. But hopefully the season starts in September. And even if fans can't, you know, attend the games right away, it could still be on TV. It'll be enjoyable. But why don't you start us off with, with one of your big potential fantasy names? So the way I kind of did this, Steve, uh, I didn't really want to add too much structure to it, but I did a quarterback, two receivers, a tight end, and a running back. So I'm going to start with the quarterback. I have Josh Allen, I think, with the acquisition of Stephon Diggs. The defense will be better. The O-line will be better. And the fact that Devin Singletary will get a full season, just think that he has so many weapons. And and the the sky's the ceiling for that kid, Josh Allen, man. He's so athletic, and he's thrown less picks every season he's been in the league. So I expect it to keep going down as well. He definitely is a stud. Last year, he was quarterback seven for fantasy football as far as points go with 288 fantasy points. He had 29 total touchdowns. And I think, you know, with Diggs, he can definitely get over, you know, 32, 33 total touchdowns. So that's why I think the Bills could possibly take big steps. I think Josh Allen is is definitely a a name that that could possibly be a top 10 fantasy guy. But someone that I think could have the potential of being a top three top five fantasy guy is Kyler Murray and last year he was quarterback eight with 285 total fantasy points he had 3,700 passing yards and that'll definitely be up next year with D-Hop Christian Kirk in the slot and then Larry Fitzgerald just playing whatever they wherever they need him and don't miscredit Larry Fitzgerald because he can still contribute and I think he above all else of those receivers will benefit most in the red zone. I think DeAndre Hopkins will get a lot of double teams throughout the game. So I think whether Christian Kirk in, in the slot can take, you know, those under routes across the field, or Larry Fitz can come up with those big catches. I think Kyler Murray is definitely poised to be a guy that can have over like 5,500 total yards. No, definitely, dude. He, he has so many weapons now, and it's like he's just going to get better, and their O-line is better, and the defense is better. And, and dude, Larry Fitzgerald might be the best number three receiver on the planet. Like, let's be honest. Like, there aren't many teams that can say their third best receiver is – is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, dude. That's what I'm saying. That It's so insane. I'm happy that the Cardinals didn't end up going a, re- a receiver in the draft. I-, I thought that would have been silly. So they-, they definitely played it smart, and I can't believe Isaiah Simmons fell to them. So just imagine on, on two opposite sides of the quarterback that Isaiah Simmons and Chandler Jones are coming at you. Man, that's going to be scary if Kingsbury can get a right down in the desert. Hit us with another fantasy guy. So I'm going to go with the guy, bounce back. My guy, T.Y. Hilton, man. Uh, now we have Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack. I think there will be a lot less pressure on him to perform. He can just focus on getting healthy and staying on the field. And now they have so many other people to cover. It's like T.Y. in the slot, man, or if he even has to go out deep, I think him and Phillip Rivers are really going to have a good connection no they should and and I hope that th- this is T.Y.'s biggest year I, I definitely think that the Colts addressing the receiver early in Pittman w- was a strong move and I, I think he could definitely be a, a solid number two guy there and finally give you know Pascal and, and those those other receivers those chance to be that number three guy like we were saying um in previous episodes 
So I definitely think that's a good fit. And I just hope it all works with Rivers in one year. You know what I mean? Because if it doesn't and they just have to start over, then it just kind of stinks. It probably should have just started over this year. But I, I think the Colts can definitely compete with the Titans to win that division. We were, we were talking the other day after the draft. They had they had a strong draft. Uh, the Titans ha- didn't have a bad draft either. But we'll see with free agency still continuing after the draft. Going to my next guy, uh, a running back I actually have. He was running back four next year and I think this guy can have the potential to be a top two fantasy running back in at least PPR formats, and that's Austin Eckler. Last year, he was running back four, splitting carries with Melvin Gordon after he came back from his holdout. Eckler had 11 total touchdowns, and when Melvin Gordon wasn't there, he averaged over 20 fantasy points a game. He nearly had a 1,000 receiving yards on the year, and honestly, he, he can average 1,800 total yards in a year, and that's without touchdowns. So just imagine his impact, whether that's with Tyrod or new quarterback Justin Herbert. Dude, I completely agree with that. He he is on my list. He's my running back. The sky's the limit for him. When they have a plan put together, Steve, where he does not have to split carries, the dude is a savage and he is going to get his next season. Yeah, he definitely will. Uh, Lou, did you have another running back besides Eckler on your list? I didn't, man, but I told you uh, yesterday, Cam Akers on the Rams. Watch out, man. I have a couple other Rams players on this list, but dude, he's going to be a stud and they're going to use him exactly how they use Gurley uh, the the rookie season and Steve they're they're my big bounce back team in the NFC I promise you that Lou that division really could have three teams going in and it's going to be tough to say which team wouldn't make it because the Cardinals are good the Rams are good the 49ers they were in the Super Bowl last year and the Seahawks I mean look at how much they're gearing up offensively and defensively to compete just going to the Seahawks with my next guy I have a receiver and that's DK Metcalf Lou I talked about him on a sophomore slump or success episode I thought that was a really good episode. We got a lot of love on on that. So make sure to check that episode out, guys, if you haven't had the chance yet. But DK Metcalf had seven touchdowns and 900 receiving yards for 129 total fantasy points. And I think at the end of the year, this season, I think DK Metcalf could probably have around 185 to close to 200 total fantasy points, having like 1,200 yards and at least eight touchdowns. I think he's going to be the main receiver in that offense. And I, I think Tyler Lockett's going to be more of a slot guy. Let's not forget Josh Gordon is is still there and he's going to be a threat too. Yeah, also with Greg Olson, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Will Disley was a lineman before Russell Wilson got to him. So give him a real tight end. And, and God, I can only imagine what's going to happen on that Seattle team. But I, I do agree with you. DK does have a, a ton of potential and it's really all going to be on if they can protect Russ he's going to have a field day. But uh, the two next guys I have, uh, my final two, they are on the same team, two different positions. I have Robert Woods and Tyler Higby. I think now that Brandon Cooks is off the Rams and they don't really have that anchor of his contract weighing them down and he has to be the go-to guy. Now you have Cup as the slot guy. You have Woods as the deep threat who really gains through the odds. And then Tyler Higby has been really great in possessions and great in the red zone. Uh, I really I really like the Rams offense and just to think that their O-line is going to be better. The defense finally isn't consuming the whole cap. And Aaron Donald will, will be Aaron Donald. So I think as a whole, they'll be great. But those two players, man, Steve, I, I'm telling you, Woods and Higby. I like Higby. I him on on my list too, and I just think out of the tight end position, you know that that's the most most important position. I talk about this year in and year out. There's obviously going to be an average tight end position, uh, probably around like six points or, or or so in fantasy formats. But if you can have the guy that that can catch the touchdown with that sixty yards 
and make it 12, you know, that's the difference in winning a a game. You know what I mean? Especially if you can add the receptions on that in PPR leagues. So that's definitely going to be important. And them getting rid of Cooks, you know, I think they're going to trust Josh Reynolds a lot. I think Tyler Higby, after getting his extension, he's going to have more of a major role. And I think he's the the clear number one over Gerald Everett now in that offense. But but just going going to a guy that, that I think is going to benefit from not being the number one in his offense in fantasy formats is Anthony Miller of the Bears. And I know that kind of claiming a, a Bears receiver to have success isn't something that might be popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, something that, that might not be popular. But, you know, I just think so, someone in that offense is going to have to have success, whether that's Foles or Trubisky. And I, I think he could be the beneficiary if Allen Robinson gets hurt. Or if, even if he's the number one, I think Anthony Miller is a, is a really consistent guy. And he at times really showed true potential taking the step as a mid-round pick in the draft a couple years ago. So so I think he could be a guy that, that you get late 12th round or so that could have big potential going into the year. But someone that I think developed through the season for us that was a rookie last year is a former Penn State running back, and it's not Saquon Barkley, it's Miles Sanders. Especially in PPR formats, Miles Sanders is going to be such an impactful running back. Uh, Last season, he was running back 15, had total rushing yards of 818. They didn't really address the the running back position too much besides that. So so I think that they're going to be able to just run him with, whether that's Jalen Hurts, Casa Wentz, whatever they planned on doing, Jalen Ragor, their first round pick. But I don't think they have too much faith in Alshon Jeffrey, but they can't get rid of his contract. So these young guys are going to have to make this offense work. No, I completely agree with you on that with um, Miles Sanders. It's just he's the go-to guy now, and he's a running back that's built for today's league. He can catch, he can run, he's quick, he can move between the tackles. I mean, you're really going to need someone like him to be with Wentz. I mean, when the pocket collapses and he needs that guy to dump it off to before getting absolutely annihilated, ready for another injury. I mean, he has to be the guy. And it's just clear that he is really going to be kind of the next, I think, better version of Darren Sproles for that team. I like that statement. It, it, it's bold, but but I, no, I, I, de- I definitely agree with it. And Lou, weeks 15 and on, when, when he he was the starter for the Eagles for the rest of the season, he averaged 18 and a half fantasy points per game. So I, I definitely want to take some, some more of that going into this 2020 season. But someone I want to stay away from, Lou, I'm going to go back down to the desert in Arizona. I know I was just talking about that great receiving call with Kyla Murray, but for a receiver standpoint, you know, Christian Kirk isn't really a guy that that I think I want I want to trust to be my number 2, number 3 receiver. I think D-Hop is definitely going to get his work. Uh, and I think after D-Hub gets his, you know, Kenyon Drake is going to get his touches. I think Larry and Kirk, are, you know, just kind of going to have different games with, with, where they kind of have their own time to, to go off. I really wouldn't spend a, a too high of a pick on Christian Kirk. I think he can be productive as a guy coming off the bench, especially if there's some injuries down in the desert, because that's going to be a top offense this year. But don't miscredit Larry Fitz. He's definitely going to get a, a lot of fantasy work this year. Definitely, yeah. And the only guy I probably would watch out for this year, I really think, is is Julian Edelman, because I, I think his his value has dropped straight through the floor. And I think people are going to say that, oh, well, he's the only uh, he's the last man standing. Well, that makes him a trade candidate, not not a great fantasy option. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that he's he's going to have be uh, subjected to so many double teams, and, and it's going to be really tough to take him serious and rely on him week in and week out. I definitely agree. You, Lou, we're, we're both looking forward to fantasy football uh, in the 2020 NFL season. Um, but but definitely fun to to get talking 
back back talking fantasy football and we'll we'll definitely do do some more of this in the coming weeks or so but if you guys haven't already make sure to check out our last episode we got shut out by NFL safety Landon Collins really cool experience so we decided to dedicate a couple articles and episodes to the safety position check those out Check out our new website with a donate button. Since the sandbox, go and donate to invest in the podcast and help build a better podcast together. Yeah, cool. Cool. (laughs) Sleep on us, man. Thanks, everybody.